Hello, welcome to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, where we do Christmas all year round in alphabetical order. I'm your host, Wayne. I'm based in Manchester in England. But this podcast looks at Christmas all over the world, and every two weeks we have a look at Christmas traditions, some history, some Bible accounts, some stories, some memories, and some music. But all of them start with one letter of the alphabet. So we've uh, done U and V, and today we have rich pickings with the wonderful world of the letter W. Today we'll be wandering around a white Christmas, and the song White Christmas. We'll be wassailing, we'll have a winter wonderland, We Three Kings, What Child Is This?, and the only Christmas carol that could be sung in the Church of England for over a hundred years. All here on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. W is for A White Christmas, and the song and the film White Christmas. Now, we all know what Bing was dreaming of with every Christmas card he wrote. The ones that were supposedly like the one he used to know. It was A White Christmas. But before we get on to the song, let's stop and think about the idea, the concept of A White Christmas. The idea of a white Christmas has always been more real in Christmas nostalgia than in Christmas reality, at least here in Britain and in much of the United States. The British Met Office defines a white Christmas as there being a single flake of snow fall from the sky anywhere in the UK during the 24 hours of the 25th of December. Well, that happens about one year in two, but... Come on, a truly white Christmas is one where the place we live in is covered with proper snow. And where I live in England, that's pretty rare. The same Met Office reckons that's likely only a couple of times in the lifetime of the average British person. The stats tell us that where I am, we're more likely to have a white Easter than a white Christmas. Of course, for you, it will depend on where you live. And if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, well, it's much less likely. The idea of the White Christmas goes back to, can you guess? Yeah, it's Charles Dickens. When he was a child, England went through a very cold period. The 1810s have been called the Little Ice Age. In 1814, the River Thames at London froze over, and a frost fair was held on the river in February. The young Charles Dickens experienced six proper white Christmases in his first nine years. The ideal of the snowy Christmas was born out of those childhood memories. And the way Dickens writes about Christmas in Pickwick Papers and in A Christmas Carol comes from his snowy childhood. Other writers then followed suit, And in literature, every Christmas is snowy and frozen, from George Eliot to Anthony Trollope to C.S. Lewis's Narnia. And that gives us the song White Christmas, which is unashamed nostalgia. It was written in 1941, as much of the world was gripped by the Second World War. And it looks back to better times, to the white Christmas that the singer used to know. It draws on the clichés of the Christmas card images from Dickens and Washington Irving to evoke 
those feelings of winter comfort and cosiness. It's said that Berlin wrote the song on a hot summer's day in California and told his secretary, not only is this the best song I ever wrote, it's the best song anybody ever wrote. Well, the song was first performed by Bing Cosby on his radio programme on Christmas Day 1941, just a few weeks after the attack on Pearl Harbour when the United States needed a bit of comfort. It was written for the film Holiday Inn, which went on public release in 1942. And the song went on to top the charts as early as October in 1942 and stayed there until after Christmas. And White Christmas by Bing Crosby is still the best-selling single of all time in terms of physical sales. And that record of records sold will never be beaten. Then, as well as a weather event and a song, and a record, White Christmas also became a film in its own right, not just in Holiday Inn, but another musical that was written around the song called White Christmas. It was made into a film and released in 1954, starring Bing Crosby again, this time teaming up with Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen. That film has more songs by Irving Berlin and a storyline based in the Second World War with some soldiers putting on a show for their former commanding officer who has fallen on hard times. The film ends predictably with the song White Christmas and snow falling in Vermont. Well, it's not a great film, but it has got some really good songs and performances. The film White Christmas is sometimes revived as a stage show, And I saw it in Liverpool some years ago when the Bing Crosby role was played by Alid Jones, who is also known as the singer of the snowman song Walking in the Air, another Christmas W song. Anyway, from the childhood experience of Dickens, we get the myth of the White Christmas and a thousand songs and films and snowy Christmas card scenes. Then we get a best-selling song and two Bing Crosby films, and a legacy of how Christmas just has to be. Wherever in the world you are, we all now yearn for a Christmas that is white. W is for having a white Christmas, and the classic song and film White Christmas. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today we're on the letter W in the Christmas Alphabet podcast, where W is for wassailing. Wassailing, or wassailing, you can say it in both those ways, covers a number of related things. Wassailing is just wishing someone good cheer. The word comes from was hail, which means good health in Old English. From a greeting, was hail. Uh, Wassail is also a drink. It's a drink of mulled ale with cream and fruit and spices. Wassail bowls are great big bowls used for making the wassail, like big punch bowls that we still have today. And lots of these wassail bowls have been found by archaeologists and you can still see them in museums and places. The wassail drink was a shared cup of cheer taken around the local houses at Christmas or New Year with songs and greetings. So, wassailing 
became the activity of wishing people a happy Christmas, and people would go a-wassling, as this song says. Here we come a-wassling among the leaves so green. Here we come a-wandering so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you, and to you your wassle too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. This activity of going wassailing links wassailing to the mummers with their plays and the modern-day practice of carol singing in the streets, something I loved to do when I was a child. Did you do that? Perhaps you still do. Another form of wassailing, particularly in Somerset and other parts of southwest England, where lots of apples are grown, was the blessing of the fruit trees. There, in medieval times, people would wassail the apple trees. They'd go into the orchards and sing songs and make noises to ward off the evil spirits and encourage a good crop. Wassailing of fruit trees has been revived in some parts of southern England in recent years and it connects our Christmas to traditions that are, well, perhaps over 2,000 years old. W is for wassailing or wassailing and I wish you wassail. Today we're on the letter W on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. W is for Weihnachten and the Weihnachtsmann. Weihnachtsmann is German for Christmas man. In German, Christmas is Weihnachten, which comes from the words for holy nights. And the holy nights, we think, mean the nights of the 24th, 25th and 26th of December. The word Weihnachten is plural, but it's always used these days as a singular, and it just means Christmas. It's actually used in the same way that Americans, not really British people, but Americans, now call Christmas the holidays, which literally means holy days, like the German holy nights. Americans tend to say the holidays when they mean Christmas, however long you think Christmas lasts. So you might say, what are you doing for the holidays? And most Americans will take that to mean for the Christmas time, just like Weihnachten is in German. Well, that's Weihnachten, but what about Weihnachtsmann? It's spelled with two N's at the end, but it means Christmas man. Well, when saints stopped being venerated in Germany, after the Protestants became the main church, St Nicholas fell out of fashion. We've already mentioned in this podcast that one of the figures who took his place in German culture was the Christkind, the Christ child, who became Chris Kringle. But the other figure was this bloke, Weihnachtsmann, the Christmas man. He was... The secular St Nicholas looked a lot like St Nicholas. He's an old man in a long robe with a bag of presents for the children. And if you see German ornaments in glass or shaped into chocolate uh, that look a lot like Santa, they might be St Nicholas, but they are more likely to be his secular look-alike Weihnachtsmann. So W is for 
Weihnachtsmann. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. We're doing W this time, and my name's W for Wayne. W is for We Three Kings of Orient Are. The carol We Three Kings is a stirring song, really singable and memorable. It's a good song that goes well in carol singing. But more than anything or any other song or story, We Three Kings has embedded the idea in people's minds that the magi who came to visit Jesus as a child were kings, and there were three of them, and they followed a bright star as they travelled west, none of which is in the Bible. The carol is American, with words and music both written by Episcopal minister John Henry Hopkins, who was the son of a bishop. Hopkins had worked as a journalist in New York, and then he trained to be a lawyer, and then went into church ministry, but his lifelong passion was for music. He wrote the carol in 1857. It's unusual to have someone of that period writing both words and music. At the time, he was teaching music in a theological college. And this may well be the first Christmas carol written for the Christmas season in America. It's said that he wrote it for his nieces and nephews who were in a Christmas pageant in New York City that year and he intended the verses to be sung as solos with everyone else joining in the Star of Wonder bit. W is for We Three Kings and this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today we're looking at the letter W on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. And now we're going to have a quick look at a few W's that didn't quite make it into the main entries in the alphabet. Let's do some songs first. W is for Winter Wonderland. This is one of those classic Christmas songs that has no mention of Christmas in it whatsoever. The words have changed over the years. The original version comes from 1934. The first version, the original, has a line in it about Parson Brown but that got changed to one about a circus clown. But then later, the Johnny Mathis version included them both. And most versions these days will include the verse about Parson Brown and the verse about the circus clown. The song was originally recorded by Guy Lombardo and his orchestra, though the version by Darlene Love is the one most people go to these days. Winter Wonderland W is for We Wish You a Merry Christmas. This one is a Christmas song, no doubt about it. It's the classic sign-off song of Christmas carolers. It's an English folk song dating way back to the 16th century, all part of that wassailing and street-singing tradition. We love it for its reference to figgy pudding and bringing good tidings to you and your kin. And do get it right, it's kin not king. I've heard so many people sing that wrong. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And the third W song here is that W is for What Child Is This? This Christmas carol is far more popular in the States than it is in Britain and the Commonwealth. But it is from England, written in 1865 by William Dix, who also wrote As We Gladness Men of Old and other carols. 
It's sung to the tune Greensleeves, a very English tune, though not written by King Henry VIII, as some have thought. As a result of its popularity, Greensleeves is seen as a Christmas tune in America, but it doesn't have that association in Britain at all. W is for What Child Is This? We're looking at some brief Christmas W's. W is for Watch Night. A Watch Night service is the Protestant version of the Midnight Mass, a service of vigil on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve with worship and prayers. It was first developed by the Methodists in the 1740s. W is for the Wren. Hunting the Wren was a tradition associated with Boxing Day, St Stephen's Day, December the 26th, a day when this tiny bird would be hunted in England and Wales and Ireland and the Isle of Man and sometimes paraded around on a stick as a trophy. The reason for this cruel practice may be part of the general upside-down practices of Christmas, so that just once a year this inoffensive little bird would be hunted instead of the larger game birds. Maybe, who knows why. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, and today we're looking at the letter W. We like to finish our episodes with the story behind a Christmas song, and today our song is W is for While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks by Night. I've chosen this as my W song because it's a carol with a fascinating history and such a range of tunes. While Shepherds Watched is not the oldest of all English carols, but it's the oldest church carol sung by congregations. There are Latin carols that were sung by choirs and lots of old Christmas songs that were sung in the streets, but this one was written to be sung in church in the days when the Church of England only allowed psalms to be sung and just a few musical arrangements of parts of the Bible. In 1700, While Shepherds Watch was published in a book of hymns called New Versions of the Psalms of David, although it isn't from the Psalms of David, of course. The words actually follow quite closely the account in Luke chapter 2 of the angels visiting the shepherds near Bethlehem. The words were considered close enough to the Bible to be included in Church of England worship. In fact, for pretty much the whole of the 18th century, this was the only Christmas hymn that could be sung in the Church of England. The writer of the words was Nahum Tate, who was at that time the National Poet Laureate, an honour given to a writer as the poet of the nation, who in Tate's time would have been part of the royal household of England. Tate is also known for other works. He wrote the words to the opera Dido and Aeneas by Henry Purcell, which is brilliant. And he wrote a version of Shakespeare's King Lear with a happy ending, which is not so good. The six stanzas of While Shepherds Watched are what you would call solid verse, nothing fancy, just telling the story in common metre, four lines of eight and six and eight and six syllables. The words are singable and easy to remember because of the story running through them. They're also open to parody, and there are plenty of alternative versions sung by children and youngsters over the years. Most famously, that one about shepherds washing their socks by night. You know the one. 
Because the word circulated in hymn books for so long, this carol has had more tunes used for it than any other carol. You know, I'd even suggest that more different tunes have been sung to these words than any other set of words in English ever. There are hundreds and hundreds of different tunes. In 1906, the English hymnal said, It is impossible to print all the tunes which are traditionally sung to this hymn. And that's an understatement. The most familiar tune used for While Shepherds Watched here in Britain and across the Commonwealth is called Winchester Old, which is old. It's a hundred years older than the words. The most familiar of several tunes used in the States is called Christmas, arranged by Lowell Mason from a tune by Handel. Two versions I like are both folk songs with roots in the English county of Yorkshire. One is Sweet Chiming Christmas Bells, which is from South Yorkshire. My other favourite setting is the tune Cranbrook. This was first written as a hymn tune in Kent about 1800, but it's now best known in Britain as the tune to the West Yorkshire song On Ilclymore Bartat. But it was used for While Shepherds Watched before it was ever sung to On Ilclymore. While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks by Night is one of the most fascinating and studied Christmas songs of all time. And it takes pride of place here in the Christmas alphabet. W is for the Christmas carol While Shepherds Watched. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and that's it from me for The Letter W. All the music on this podcast is in the public domain or used for review purposes. Please do tell your friends about us as we're moving ever closer to Christmas as I record this. Please point any Christmas fans you know 
to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. You might also want to find us on social media. We're at Christmas Alphabet Podcast on Facebook, at Christmas Alpha on Twitter, and Christmas Alphabet on Instagram. A positive review would be kindly received, particularly on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast app you are using. Our website is christmasalphabet.com. You can send me a note by email at the address wayne at christmasalphabet.com. I'll be back in two weeks with the letter X in our Christmas alphabet. Maybe a whole episode on Xmas. What else can we do? Come on, loyal listeners, don't desert me now. I want your Christmas X's in the next week or so. Thank you for being with us today and may the joy of Christmas be with you all year round.